Welcome to Fair Go, your favourite podcast about building a better tomorrow. A podcast by the people, for the people, where we share small business stories from the business owners themselves. When you encounter unfair obstacles that are too hard to overcome on your own, remember, you don't have to do it alone. Together, we can rebuild our great Southland and make Australia proud again. Join us today at fairbusinessaustralia.com.au. Welcome to Fair Go, a podcast by the people for the people. We're on video today. I have with me uh, Mario from Casamia out of Ipswich, a 300-seater licensed restaurant. And uh, I have been absolutely chomping at the bit to speak with him because he has had a uh, quote-unquote run-in with the police and he has had a very, very good result. So, Mario, thank you and welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. G'day. And uh, so, so tell me, how, how has um, COVID actually impacted your business to date? We'll get to the police side of things later, but I just would love to have a little bit of a backstory for other business owners who have been walking this walk for the last 20 months. Yeah, so um, it's pretty, it, it's felt like a nightmare, really. I feel like I'm in a nightmare. I, you know, I think anyone who's had a business through this um, or just just people in general, I think occasionally we have to pinch ourselves because it's so unbelievable that you, you wonder if you're just going to one day wake up from the dream, you know, from this nightmare and everything's going to be back the way it was. And I think everyone understands exactly what I'm saying when I say that. Mm. Um, so uh, obviously there's been a, uh, with the business, we I, I'm very lucky that financially we're in a good position because I just, um, my lease in my previous business was just about to expire when COVID hit. And I was in a position where I was going to just walk away from the last restaurant. Uh, from I was going to walk away because I didn't, I, we'd had five good years and I thought, well, I'll just have a break for a while. Um, but um, I found, uh, um, I was approached by the real estate and they offered me another venue um, which was fantastic and a fantastic um, owned by wonderful people. And they gave me a fantastic offer that I couldn't refuse. So instead of closing the business, we ended up moving to a new venue. And so um, unlike a lot of people, I, my rent hasn't been at full rent for, and we've, we're sort of locked into a reduced rent for the first four years. Um, and that has been fantastic um, for us because we haven't really got any financial pressure. Mm. Um, from the rent side of things, which is usually the biggest issue with mm. businesses, especially restaurants. Mm. So before that, we we're paying almost three thousand dollars a week just for rent, and then Ooh. on top of that, the wages, which was more than five thousand. So wow, you know, it was all, that was every week. So a lot of pressure there. But yeah, so but you could see the business was doing very well, and you can see the effect it had since COVID started. Like mm. you can see that we were when we moved over. The business was progressing, and every time they locked us down or put a new put a new mandates in place, you can see the the figures dropped off and the money just stopped flowing. Um, and um, so, financial costs is um, out of pocket is probably somewhere between two hundred to five hundred thousand dollars of loss. Um, so. The, the, the bones, the, the scraps that the government's been throwing at us to keep us going hasn't been adequate um, for most people. For me, it's, it's, it, I have been able to keep the doors open. 
um, but also we we've got a lot of we get a lot of wage subsidies because I do take on a lot of um, uh, a lot of staff um, under the new under the new um, regulations where I can get a lot of their wages subsidised, which is which has been a lot of help as well. Um, so we've managed to survive okay through the whole thing. <clears throat> Um, but if you looked at the projection, we've, we're probably in the losses between two to five hundred thousand dollars. Far out. And you you do say in in your own words, you say that is directly because of constant lockdowns and changes in mandates. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. Well, it, every time you have something, the scare tactic um, from the government, um, it it completely terrifies people. Just don't go out. You know, mm. and you, you'll get a few people, but nothing like you should be getting, you know. So you may get 10, 10%, you know, of what you need to be getting. And obviously when you're locked down and you can't open, you do for different reasons and you can't have people dining in, um, you're, losing, you're losing everything. In fact, it's, it's costing you money to be open. And so you've got to think about do you, is it worth opening to, to just to say the business is still there or should you close it completely? And I know, unfortunately, I know a lot of people have just lost lost their businesses and lost their yeah. all everything, you know, everything yeah. they put into them. Oh, absolutely, because if you don't have the traffic, you don't have the foot traffic, then you don't have a business, particularly if you're in hospitality, which is what you're in and many other business owners are in. So you've been keeping your head above water and thankfully you had made a wise business decision before COVID that you had the, um, the very low rent. However... You still say because of mandates and lockdowns that it's cost you between two and five hundred thousand. Now I know people that are watching this are going, "Shut up, Rebecca! Just get on to the the police." That's why we're here. That's why we're here. So, so yes, I I hear what everyone is thinking right now. So take me through. Um, were you pre warned about uh, the latest seventeenth of December mandate? Um, you know, were you pre-warned? Did you have a visit? Did you know what your rights were at the time? Or was is this a kind of knowledge that you've gleaned in a very short space of time because you had to? Um, I think the last one in a very short, short space of time, I learned very quickly about what the rights are of a privately owned business. Hmm. And um, I think... Um, Communicating with the people around me, um, <clears throat> um, I'm just trying to remember exactly what what if there what made me make the decision. It's a discrimination. I just can't. I can't discriminate. Um, right. I, some of my, my some of my staff are 15 years old, mm -hmm. um, and I've had a restaurant. I've had restaurants for 30 years, mm. and you know people know my restaurants. So if I was, uh, you know, if I was to ask a 15-year-old to, 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 to tell one of my regular customers who has been, you know, patronising me for 30 years to tell one of my regular customers at the front door that they can't come in based on their vaccine status um, and not only that, they have to check it, a 15-year-old um, has to check their vaccine status and whether they're given permission to enter or not. Um, I just, I firstly, I just can't. That just doesn't wash with me. I, I couldn't sleep at night if I had people doing that. Uh, if I asked people to do that, so to me, that was that's just direct discrimination. Um, and obviously, you know, if you look at the science behind it, um, 
whether you're vaxxed or not, it doesn't it doesn't prevent you from catching COVID. It doesn't prevent you from um, sharing it with other people, and it doesn't prevent you from dying from it. In fact, it's the opposite. It can be seen as the opposite, depending on what um, graphs you're looking at. Um, so I don't think that you know. My personal opinion is I don't think there has been um, the government itself, the choices that they've made. The, um, the scientific evidence that it's based on has never been produced and I have not seen anything mm-hmm. that actually um, um, shows that it is um, what they're saying that it is. It's as mm-hmm. drastic and requires such drastic measures. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is why are they picking on restaurants and pubs when you can still go shopping, you can still go to Bunnings, you can still go to Kmart and, and Big W where there's hundreds and hundreds of a lot more people around interacting with each other i mean i just don't i don't see why is the attack on small business right now when and why were why why are the big businesses always allowed to open and the small businesses always allowed to close it's just unfair there's another agenda going on and i think i can say speak for everyone in in businesses when i can say we've had enough and Mm. we're not going to stand for it anymore Mm. and so you're feeling like you're not going to put your young kids through that. I mean, gosh, I remember when I was a checkout chick at 15, having to ask someone if I could check their trolley, that was terrifying enough to make sure they weren't shoplifting, let alone asking someone to produce a medical uh, record. It's just, it's just not, not, it's un-Australian. It's it's not just one off. They have to do it all night and all day and all breakfast. We're open breakfast, lunch and dinner seven days a week. I mean, Every customer that comes in, and it's not like we're getting paid any more to police our own customers. I mean, right. what do you think I am, an, an idiot? You think yeah. I'm an idiot? <laughs> am I going to police my own customers? I'm not being paid as a police officer, and neither is a 15-year-old. Come on, bring right. it. I love that. And you're righteously angry because it is unfair. Whether the science backs it up or not, it's small business owners that have suffered throughout all of this. And, and if the science did back it up, then stop changing your flipping minds every three days. Well, you know, the, the exactly. science is always changing and it's dynamic. And I'm like, mate, you're a dynamic. Mate, there's, there's so many holes, the, so so many holes many. in their story. The only thing they're delivering is Swiss cheese as far as I'm concerned. I tell you. And you can see right through it. It's completely yeah. transparent. So yeah. as, far as, I, as far as I'm concerned, the days of these, these governments, these tyrannical governments that are in power, their days are numbered, mate. I can Come tell you on. right now. Hundred percent. I so, so agree with you, know. you. So you've decided on principle, on moral principle, on true blue principle that you are not going to have your little fifteen-year-old staff, nor are you going to do it yourself. You're not going to put your patrons through that, and so you're ready to fight back. So what did that look like for you? D- did you go and drop fifteen thousand dollars to go and sit with a lawyer for two weeks? How did you actually get this information that you are now have successfully used when the police came into your store or your restaurant after the seventeenth? Okay, well, it started like this. I'm just, I was just, I'm on Facebook quite a lot. And obviously the restaurant has a huge Facebook presence. Mm. We almost have 4,000 followers for mm. the restaurant page, which is pretty good. That's pretty big for a restaurant. Mm. And yeah. we're up there with some of the biggest restaurants. Okay. Yeah. In, you know, in Queensland, we're up there. Yeah. And I obviously I have my own personal page and, um, and I have another, a couple of other pages. One's classaction.com.au, which we'll get into later. Mm. Um, 
But the restaurant, because it has 4,000 followers and yep. they're bringing, and when I heard about they're bringing a mandate of Josephus restaurants and pubs pretty mm. much um, and trying to force us to um, comply to a rule, which is not a law, or it's, called, it's a request to contract, actually. Mm. Um, I just had not you know, I thought, you know what? You're going to invade my restaurant and try and implement a mandate onto my private business that I have spent most of my life developing and mm. my customer base. Mm. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, mate, I'm going to use my restaurant, my power that I have delivered, that I have built up with my blood, sweat and tears, okay? I'm going to use that as a source to deliver something back to you. Wow. And that is what I believe in, what I believe is right and what it, for people. And wow. that is when it comes to discrimination, I draw the line right there, okay? And when I started, I just made a couple of posts and I'll tell you what, the response I got from the community was completely, we were completely overwhelmed. Wow. Completely. We had phone calls. We had messages. We had people coming in just wanting to give us money. Wow. Saying, um, we're so proud of you. We, we love what you're doing. Um, you know, just the support in the community was incredible. Yeah, right. And I thought, oh, my God, I've never seen such a response. You know, in yeah. all my days, 30 years, I've never, we've never, ever been able to round up this sort of attention ever before. Right. And I, we've, had, we've had nine restaurants, by the way. This is the ninth restaurant in my family since right. 1969. Wow. Okay. So this is our ninth. This is my fourth restaurant. Mm. So you know what happened? I said, all right, well, let's have a meeting. Let's People are interested in this. Let's have a meeting. Let's get all the small business together and talk about it before the 17th, okay? So we put up, we'll have a meeting, and we sent out, we thought we'd invite some people that were around the same, you know, some politicians who were around the same sort of, you know, preaching the same sort of thing about mm. pro-choice. Mm. you know, fair choice for businesses. So mm. Pauline Hansen actually replied and she um, said she was the first one to say she was attending. Uh, mm. uh, Campbell Newman yes. as well. And you know what? I'll tell you what we had. They had to book online, right, for my yeah. restaurant yep. to, to yep. come to that night. Yep. And yep. within five days, we had 350 businesses booked and wow. registered to come to the event in five days. Wow. And we have never, ever seen anything like it. We, the whole restaurant kicked up a gear. We had a lot of organising to do to, to be able to cater for that amount of mm. people in that short period of time because mm. we obviously want to give them some food on their way in, mm. you know. Um, and, but it was a free event apart from, you know, we had some cheap pizza and pasta they could buy on their way in because at yeah. 6.30 they would have been hungry after work. So yeah. put it this way, we had... We're completely packed out. And since then, I've been in contact with about four or five different um, agencies, um, um, you know, unions, people starting unions, common law specialists um, who all want to help uh, the cause for what we believe in. Um, Tricky yep. from the, um, free, from the uh, Freedom Fighters. Yes. Tricky from Freedom Fighters, who runs the big marches down in Musgrove, was the one at Musgrove Park just recently. Yes. Um, massive, massive. Um, um, he, he, he contacted me. He wanted to talk. 
And we just had a, a fantastic meeting. It's it's all up on uh, Fuzzamia page, Kazamia Facebook page, which is Kazamia Ipswich. Yeah. And you can watch the meetings there. Yeah. Um, Pauline Hanson. And we, you know, we're all in agreement. We've had enough. Mm. The science isn't there. The science mm. isn't there to prove what they're saying. And it's time that we unite. And all I have had is... I can say 90, more than 99%, say 99.9% of people are 100 supportive. You know, every now and again, one in a few, one in a few hundred, you might get someone leaving a nasty comment or they don't agree. But most people are very supportive and we are overwhelmed and we're just, we feel like we're doing the right thing. We're on the right track. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I think that's really interesting that you're saying that because your story whilst it's powerful, it's not unique. I'm speaking to many business owners who have stuck their head out of the trenches because they've flat out had enough and they thought they might get 10 or 15 people that might come to a business meeting, 200, 300, and then they're organising meetings of 600. And I don't know whether we're all just living in bubbles where the only people that we're hanging out with happen to be like-minded to us or whether we are actually the now not so silent majority. And I really think that it's the latter. I really, really do. So oh, I want to I, take you back to what you said before. You, you said something that I thought was really interesting and, and I could have let it go, but I want to capture it for a moment. You said um, that you are refusing the offer of contract. What do you mean by that? Can you elaborate on that for people listening? Okay. So basically, just to put it, to put it simply, um, the full statement, and this is one of the statements that you say, and I guess we'll, we'll, we're going to get into the step-by-step thing later, later aren't we? Yeah, but yes. Basically, um, we're talking about the way police, you got to remember, police have been trained, very well trained, um, to lead you when they're questioning you or talking to you about these so-called mandates, which they call laws, but they're not they laws. They do. They do call they them call laws. Them laws. Yes. And they're not laws, they're no. mandates, which is a request to contract. Right. That is the legal definition. If you look up the Black's Law legal definition, it is it can only it's only a request. Now the only way that that works is if you agree. Right. Okay. And they're very tricky. The way they talk to you is in a roundabout way, right? That they come across all nice and they ask you a few questions. And before you know it, the moment that you've sort of gone along with their conversation, you've actually implicated yourself because you're not aware of what you're saying mm. and you're letting them put words into your mouth and they mm. lead, it's called leading questions mm. and they're very, very good at it. So you, it's very, you've got to be very sort of on the ball when you're talking to them. That's yeah. why the least, the least, the little you say, the better. And that's right. why we, we have designed something that's quite simple. But mm. the question, the thing is I want to say is, um, so what you say is you are a corporate employee. Your offer to contract is hereby declined. Yep. You are trespassing and you lead, need to leave now. They're the words, the magic words that you need to say. You don't need to – and when, we, when you're ready, we'll go through the step-by-step thing. But yep. basically the police are a corporate entity. They are, they've got an ABN number. They're registered. They're a private, privately run organisation. Really? Right? Just like the government. Yeah. Right. They're privately run. Yeah. Interesting. Just like the government. They're, mm. they're, they're, um, they're registered on the stock exchange. They've got an ABN number. Okay. Really? So we are, mm. yes, it's corporate. They're corporates. So you can 
they actually don't have the rights to that that people give them. Mm. The only the only rights that they have are the ones that we give them, the people. And so, if you know your rights and you know yeah. you know how to talk to them, yeah, then you can cut them off at the pass. Right. Okay. So um, you are refusing a quote unquote offer to contract because you you don't have to actually engage past what you choose to engage. But once you do engage, you have by default accepted the contract and therefore you are you have they'll to do the contract. They'll, they'll write you a fine. Interesting. Yeah. Which they may they may still do anyway. But if you're if you follow the step by step procedure, you've already got them um, yep. caught. They've already caught themselves up in in yep. an entanglement where you'll yep. actually be prosecuting them. Yeah. And so I'll explain how that works when you're sure. ready when you're ready to go through it. So where did you actually come across all this information? Was was this an, ex, a, an incredibly expensive um, in resources, time, money? Like how did you come this this to this information? Um, well, uh, the pe- people contacted me when they w- were, when they found out on Facebook yep. that I was pro-choice, yep. and there was a whole group of people, and some of them wanted some of them were local and they wanted to come down and talk to me, and I had many many people wanted to talk to me, so I was very popular, and mm. I still am, mm. but um, I wanted, and so they said they've been studying law. For example, Simon Jay, who's a friend, a good friend of mine, yep. um, now. Um, he yeah. basically said that he's been studying law um, and he's got friends who are um, who are common law or constitutional law experts Yes, and that he'd like to help in any way he can. And I said, okay. I said, well, come on in. I said, well, what, what I need, because I'm a business owner and I know yes. what other business owners, I know what other business owners need and want. Yes, yes. They need something simple yes. that is clear and easy for them to um, alliterate um, and simple that works and that's it. They don't need anything complicated. They yep. don't need to know too much of the ins and outs right. because they don't have time. They're running a business. Yes. They just need to how to deal with, deal with, how do you deal with it quickly, quickly yes. and efficiently. Yes, because the heart pumps as soon as the boys in blue walk in, we're, we're socially oh, yeah. constructed around, oh, my gosh, I must have done something wrong. And when they're saying you're breaking the law and you're like, I'm not, and then they say, well, you are, and where do you go from there? So having a very simple script to follow is absolutely invaluable when deep in your heart you know that you're not doing anything wrong, but how do you prove that? So so let's move through to um, what day was it that the cops actually came in and started flexing their muscles? Well, the first day they came was the first day of the mandates when they implicated on the 17th. And um, so this is, we were still sort of, I didn't expect them to come on the first day. Mm. Okay. But um, I did know that they'd been sort of keeping an eye on us because when we had the big, the big event on the, on the Thursday night with Pauline Hanson, they were, there was a squad car parked at the back of the, at the back of the motel. But as I found out later, there was a squad car there. Right. Um, so they were obviously keeping an eye and interested to see how many people were showing up, which we mm. were booked out. I mean, you couldn't fit any more people in, put it that way. Wow. So, and we stopped taking bookings a, a couple of days before because mm. it, it only we could only accept business owners. It couldn't be everyday people. It had to be business owners yes. pretty much. Um, but I'll tell you, I mean, we could have, if we opened it up, we could have rounded up thousands. 
we, we would have made I was nearly going to move to a hall uh, and see if we could find a hall. And I think maybe we may have to do that maybe in a, in you know, if thing, if this continues, we may have to do something in late January, maybe mm. we may have to move to a hall and maybe have mm. a big event switch yeah. just to let them know that we're not filling around. Um, but I mean, they, they know how serious I am. Okay, so anyway, on the 17th, they came in and we've got a better procedure now, but they pretty much came in and and so some one of the staff members came and got me and, of course, everyone's very nervous because the mm. police are here. The police are here. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I went out and he go, he, the, one of them was like a senior, a senior sergeant. Yeah. And he said, I'm a senior sergeant, blah, blah. And he was, he was quite friendly, of course. There's always a friendly one and a, and a nasty one. That's how they do it. Um, and um, so and he said, oh, look, we just want to talk. We're not going to give you a fine. That was pretty much one of the first things he said. So I thought, I thought, you know what? I said, you guys haven't been here before. I haven't seen you before. I haven't seen you in like maybe six years, you know. So you've come down here to show your faces and I thought I'll, I said to him. I said, "Why don't you come? Why don't you come into my office and we will have a talk?" I said this one time. I said, "Observe the no trespassing sign on the front window there, um, which is important because um, anyone of that nature that um, comes into your business, they need to have an appointment. If you have a no trespassing really? sign on, they're not uh-huh. legally allowed to just walk in." Okay. No. All right. Now, is that one of your five steps so people can prepare themselves to oh, be able yeah. to have a conversation? Well, it that's part of the setup procedure. You yeah. need to have a trespassing sign on all entrances to the restaurant. Okay. All entrances. So that okay. you control okay. when you have that is, conversation. This is the trespass sign. Yep. And it this part's in red usually. I had to I had to copy show you a black and white copy. Yeah. But you can download this. You'll you'll have a link for this. Yes. Or, or you'll work out a way that people yes. can get a copy of this. Yes. Now this has got the laws here. The um and what it actually lists are cases that have people have won when when um police have trespassed on their land and it's gone to court and the police yep. have lost. So these are precedents. Wow. Right? Powerful. So what they're telling the police yeah. is, and it's listed here, police and blah, blah, these are the people that are tres- would be yeah. trespassing without yeah. an appointment. Yeah. At the top it says, notice to all persons and entities, living, corporate, private or otherwise, yeah. including but not limited to police, sheriffs, and it goes on, it goes on and on and on, okay? Yeah. But it says trespass applies without prior cons- without prior consent or prior invitation. So you need to have this up because they, believe me, they know exactly what this means. Yes, They okay. know exactly what okay. this means. And you will get to why this is important, my understanding of why this is important, okay? Because firstly, it puts them on the back foot straight away. Mm. straight away they're on the back foot because you can ask them to leave and we'll go into this how how, how it works yeah mm. okay so so tell me what happened when you actually went into the office and you closed the door okay so um as far as i think they were concerned this was just going they were just going to sort of start to talk to me about the law and they brought up they did bring up the, the word law 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- this is what you've got to watch because if you just continue on with the conversation and not rebut that straight away, right? if they bring that up three times right, and you don't rebut it by saying the words I told you before, this is why I don't encourage encourage having conversations with them. Right. Because if you don't rebut it, if they've said it three times, then they can write you a ticket. And is it enough to say, no, it's not a law, or do you have to actually say the script? It's better if you say the script because you're mm. being very clear to them mm. because yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's the way they talk and you're actually um, putting them on notice by the way that you're saying that you're, sure. that you're not going in any way, shape or form are you going to um, sure. give in to their, to their request. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You don't, you don't this, put it this way, this does not need to be argued, mm. right? Now, they, they love to get into an argument, right? But you just don't engage. That's why we have got a very simple step-by-step procedure. Yes. Okay. Yes. You don't engage because yes. if you engage, they they believe me, they're better at it than you are. Because this is yes. what they do all day long yes. is get people to contract, basically contract with and them. And their hearts which not racing. Accepting. Yeah. No, because they, they're trained to do this. They yeah. do this all the time. Yeah, and it's right, it's really so it unfair is. on unsuspecting business owners, and and generally they come in in the middle of service as well. So you oh, you're trying to frantically yeah, run around, and they, they always pick the worst times. Oh, always, yeah. always. Okay, so you've gone into the office, you've shut the door, they've tried to lead you into agreeing that yes, this is the law. So what did you specifically say to them um, as part of your five step process? Take us through step by step. What, how did that actually play out? Uh, well, this time I, ju- I did tell them. I just said, look, I said, um, you know, uh, this isn't the five steps process because this, this time I didn't go through it with them. Sure. Because it was just a conversation. I thought yeah. this is a one-off. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to do this again. Yes. But I thought, I thought maybe if they know which, where I'm coming from, they might leave me alone. Sure, you know? so as I'll, any I'll normal person the, would. You, yeah, you think you're having a conversation they, and you, you haven't done anything wrong. You would think that you could appeal right. to someone's better better sense of judgment, which is exactly what happened to myself and some business owners on the 17th. And we tried to appeal to their morality and they wouldn't have it. And I was astonished. I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking I've done nothing wrong. And you, you know you're doing the wrong thing. You can't even look me in the eye. Anyway, yeah. I, I digress. Please continue. Yeah, so I did, but I did say to them, I did when they brought that up. I, I did say to them, um, "You are a corporate employee, and your offer to contract is hereby declined. You are trespassing." Or, and I said, "You know, you are trespassing, and, and I can ask you to leave." All right. What so they I say to that? On the notice. Oh well, they didn't say anything because they know that that's the truth. They they can't wow. respond to that. Okay. Wow. Wow. And, and I also said that you know you can. I'm, I, you know, just explain to them that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to ask a 15-year-old to implement a rule um, against my own customers. Right. And I, I don't think that that's, that's moralistic grounds. Right. For, right. You know, I just don't agree with that. Right. And um, the other thing I said is that, and I said that you you guys have no power anyway. I said, you guys are paid to do to do a job, and I understand that. And I said, yes, we do need rules in this society. I said, but we need legal rules. 
yeah. lawful rules. Right. And I said, there's a lot of rules, state rules, which aren't lawful. And I said, it's, I said, it's time. It's time that we, we go back to our constitution yep. and we have prop, proper human rights put in place and yep. we need to rewrite laws that are in line with our constitution, not yep. what someone, opinion of a person who yep. has had a, uh, you know, a prestigious life put into a position yep. and they have an opinion that they can control the masses simply because they have an opinion of what they think we should all be. That's not how it works. The people have the power, we have the control, and the Constitution is written that way, okay? And I explained that to them, okay? Mm. And the other thing is, and I said, it, I said, it doesn't matter. You can write fines, you can do this, you can do that. I said, but I said, ultimately, I said, you know as well as I do, if it goes to court, it won't stick anyway. And I showed, I played for them the Rebel News video of their cafe Yes. What's it called? Sarah Parsons, New Earth Cafe. I interviewed her earlier today about how she was treated. And now she's suing them for unlawful arrest. Right. And you know what? You know what? I said to them, I played the video. Right. And I said to them, I said, look, all the chart, I said, the police, and it says in the video that the police visited 18 times. They visited that that place 18 times. And when it went to court, the police dropped all charges okay uh, and yeah, i said uh, you guys yeah, yeah. i said uh, you guys here you two guys mm. this is what happens and i said mm. and i said you know what i said guess what comes next and they both looked at each other and i said the lawsuit against you yeah, right? yeah that's right i said you are you can be sued mm. for trying to implement uh, a rule that is not a law and I said, that you will be exactly sued. Right. You can be sued for damages. And you know what they said? We can't be sued. And I said, well, I said, you don't know the law. And I said, hang on a second. And I rang my friend Simon and I said, Simon, can you send me the documents, please? The notice documents? I've got police officers here. So he emailed me the documents, right? And this yes. is notice to principal is notice to agent. Notice to agent is notice to principal. Now, this is a document that you, when you follow the five-step process, you get the police officer's name, badge number, and insurance indemnity number. And the reason why you get their insurance indemnity number is because when you sue them, they have got insurance, right? So this, this document, which is, I think it's about six pages long. Yes. This document here is for each individual officer. And I said to them, before you leave, I just like, as soon as I brought this up, they said, oh, no, we've got to go. I said, well, hang on, I'm just printing this out. I just want to serve you this notice before you go. And they said, oh, no, look, and they they sort of waited around and and then like, oh, no, we've really got to go. And I said, look, I'm just printing it now. Won't be long. And then um, so they ran out to the car. These printed, I quickly wrote Ipswich Police on it, which – you need their names and all that, but I didn't get I didn't get that this time because this yeah. was just a friendly chat, right? Um, but I still gave them a copy of the notice when they got into the car before they left, and they they pissed off real quick. And I can tell yeah. you, they they would have read this. This has got all the laws. Yeah, it's got all the laws here that they're breaking. Yes. all of them, everything. Wow! All right? Wow! And so this is a very powerful document. This is what you serve them. 
when you follow the five-step procedure, you get their information. If they write you a fine, if they don't leave when you say tres- you're trespassing and that you don't wish to contract with them, when you go through that and they don't leave, then you can serve them this. And you don't wow. need to serve it to them there. That's fine. You can send you send it to them after they've left. That's why the other information you need is their what station they're from and yep. how you can correspond with them. So you an email okay. address and what station they're from. And I, I would say send them two copies. Yes. One is to the email and the other one a registered copy to the station so right. they can say that they've received it. You've got because okay. cops are very good at saying, "Oh no, we never got that." That's what the it's like. I oh, missed the dog ate my homework. Uh, believe yeah. me, they're very good at that. <sighs> All right, so sorry about that, folks. Um, Mario has a uh, very very busy schedule, and uh, someone just called him on his phone. So we're not cutting out bits of the interview. Uh, we just had to pause for a moment um, because he had a very important phone call, ironically from his landlord. Okay, so. You've taken us through that the um, the police came. You introduced them to the trespass notice. You also gave them the notice of principal and notice to agent, at which case they turned and left the premises quite rapidly. And you've said that uh, you need to serve a registered copy so that they know that um, you know that they've actually received it. Now, so, so what actually happened after that? Because you can't be at your restaurant 24-7. It's impossible to be at a restaurant 24-7. You will burn out. You will fatigue. So how do you, can, given that you do have 15-year-old staff working, how are the staff going to handle a police visit like that? Because that's not man-to-man. That's man overbearing on a kid. So how did you prepare your yeah. staff to handle it as and when the police arrived again? Yeah, okay. So um, I called after that meeting with the police, I called an emergency staff meeting mm. um, the next, the following day. And um, I did, I obviously spoke with my management team and any of the supervisors um, and um, the other um, constitutional friends of mine, experts, mm. um, as to what I, what I wanted was a procedure, a very simple procedure yep. that. Um, that the staff can follow if the police do show up at the door and what to do. Right. All right? And I also um, asked them, we also wrote, uh, I, I, I spoke to the staff and I realised that what, what they're afraid of, the main thing, if there was anything that they're afraid of, is them being liable mm. for anything or any position that I've put mm. them in that they're liable for. Okay? Sure, sure. By the health policy. So. I thought, well, what can I do to reassure them that they have nothing to worry about? That we're actually we are actually following the law. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. It's it's not us that aren't following the law. Okay. It's the police that are trying to enforce a rule upon upon our business, which mm. we disagree with. We do not want to discriminate. Which, yeah. by the way, we can be sued for discriminating. Okay. Exactly. We can be sued for discriminating. Exactly. And believe me, that's a lot more than what a what a little fine from a police policeman is going to My be. My oath it is. Someone sues you. Absolutely. So, um, and I told the police that. I told them when they were in the room. But anyway, so we we wrote a little thing saying that um, it is what the Kazimir policy is. Yes. And that is that we do not discriminate um, and we ask our staff um, to follow our house policy. And yes. by signing this, that they that they agree to follow our house policy Um and that um, they are—they're not signing it under duress. Yes. And that Casimir will bear any responsibility should there be any implications um, for 
um, not discriminating, basically. Yes, yes. And they were, uh, all the staff have signed it. They've been happy to sign Wonderful. that. And that just gives them a little a little peace of mind to know they're, that they're, they're safe. But also I explained all the laws because some of them wanted to know. So I did go through what, you know, the what I would be doing if I had to, if it was me and I confront the police, then I will follow the five-step procedure. I do yep. not expect them to do that. Right. All I ask them to do is I've put a letter in the front drawer because I'm not at the restaurant most of the time. Right. And I've got a le- I put the letter in the front door and all they have to do is give them the letter and walk away. They do wow. not need to say anything. Wow. In fact, I prefer if nothing. they don't. Right. I said because anything that they say mm. can be used mm. for us or also against us. Yeah, so they're sure. better off to say nothing. Great. And I've asked them. So the letter that they give to the police is this. It's very simple. Commencing and ongoing as of the Friday, the 17th of December, 2021, please refer to the trespass notice at the front door. Kazimir Ipswich House Policy regarding state requests. Kazimir does not consent to contract with the state government mandates in relation to discrimination of entry via yep. vaccination status. Yep. Any correspondence should be put in writing to Kazimir Ipswich. An employee of Kazimir... As an employee of Kazimir, I, do, I am not authorised to engage in or deliver any information regarding my employer. Kind regards, Kazimir Ipswich. Notice it, ha- it does not have my name on it, all right? And we have a pile of these in the front drawer, which is right at the reception. So, so give this to the police and walk away. So Don't good. tell them. They don't. They're not. They're not. They don't need to tell them when I, where I am. They don't need to tell them my phone number. They don't need to tell them my name. They don't need to tell them nothing. So right. The police, by receiving this letter, they know they are trespassing. Wow. Okay. Number one. Now, there's nothing. They can't do anything because I'm not there. I didn't. I'm not the one who was there at the door. So what can they do if they go inside? They're trespassing. Wow. If they talk to my staff anymore, they're harassing. Okay, now we got cameras everywhere. All our businesses are all covered by cameras. Yep. And my staff have just been told not to engage. That's it. And and, and I've said to them, if they do engage, then it's on them. Because the house policy is don't engage, right? You've been asked not to engage because you work on the employer. And under our house policy, I ask you not to engage or deliver any of my personal details to anyone. And that goes not, not just for police, but anyone. All right. So good. If they want to contact me, they can they can um, send me an email. So right. good. And then everything is in writing. And then there's the media is not able to say, like they said with New Earth Cafe, which thankfully there was lots of people filming every single one of those interactions. Yeah. They're not able to yeah. say, well, you know, Mario got really aggressive and Mario was swearing and Mario was throwing chairs around no. and abusive and all that stuff because it's all in writing. Yeah, well, that's what they want. That's, yeah, that's what yeah, they want. Exactly. They want. They want to intimidate you. They want to upset you and they want to reason. Yeah. They want a reason to put you in the paddy wagon or to whatever. Yeah. Right? And, if, and I told them police when they were in the office before, like, the first time they came, I said, I'm not even here. I'm not even here most of the time. 
you know. I said, I'm not yeah. even here most of the time. I, wow. You know, I run the business, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not necessarily here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm not doing it. Like I told them, I'm not doing anything illegal. I and just don't puts, want to. I don't want to discriminate, and I don't want yeah. to be sued for discrimination. Right. All and right? that puts you in such a powerful position. So, are there any other? I'm just. I'm so stoked that we're having this interview because I know there are so many no, business owners up right now that are feeling so encouraged, so much courage down their spine. So, are there other? particular steps that you want to briefly go over now and then we'll tell the business owners a how they can get this informational pack because they're busy themselves they don't have time to go and squirrel it out and sit with constitutional people and and, and do all that stuff it would be much easier for them to just get the info pack change the relevant details have a discussion with their staff and then bob's your uncle is sorted whenever the police or health officer comes in. So are there any other particular points that are included in this five-step plan? Yeah, I'll just say that um, um, we did have the police show up again today. Right. Um, and my staff member, um, he was very nervous because uh, I wasn't there. I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mm-hmm. there. And um, But thank God we had the meeting because he just said, they said, is he only here? And he go, and he just said, no, the owner's not here, didn't give any names. And the, the trespass signs on the door, right? So the police know. And then they, um, he didn't have his, he had his mask here, but not on here. And they just said, can you put the mask on, you know, keep safe. And, you know, they were quite, he's young. So they were quite nice to him. Yeah. And um, they said, when, when will he be back? And he said, I don't know. Honestly, don't know. And that was it. They left. Okay. 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 That was it. Now, so good. They, didn't call, they didn't call me and they didn't, well, someone texted me and said, the police are here. Well, I'm not going to rush back to the restaurant, you know. They know, they know where I live. They know, they know where, everything, where, where everything is. If they want to come and talk to me, they can come to my house. Not that I'm going to let them in because I've got a trespass sign on the gate as well, you know. Wow. Um, they have to have reasonable um, suspicion. Mm. They have to have a reason, a warrant or a reason, mm. a really good, a really good mm. suspicion. Mm. to to um you know to you know to contact you and it has you have to have broken a law and we haven't we haven't yeah. broken any laws we're just Ab- not ob- abiding by mandates absolutely okay? and this is why it's so important to actually get on the offensive and get yourself tooled up because Sarah from the New Earth Cafe they came seventeen times now that wasn't even over vaccine uh, that wasn't even over vaccines or or passports or anything like that that was simply over masks of which they all had medical exemptions for anyway but um but now they're actually coming back to her house they're sitting across from her house at nighttime shining spotlights into her house and what? and i i can't help but wonder if it had been nipped in the bud right at the start if they would still be doing yeah. that now. And so and I would yeah. love to protect all other business owners from having that kind of PTSD harassment and unlawful arrest that she has had to endure. And she's a beautiful person. I've met her personally. She's lovely. Okay, so so to date, um, are, are there any other things that you yeah, want to recommend? Yeah. So the, the important thing, the five-step procedure is only yep. for the owner. Right. Because whoever, if the the police are going, if the police are going to write a write an infringement notice or whatever, you know, you have an agreed contract. Remember that. Right. That doesn't matter. But 
the the five the the most important thing about the five step process is yep. that you film. So there's yes. a couple of things that you you have to film straight away. Yes. yes. Um, there's a leading question there. You ask what is your problem, and the reason for that is because it puts them on the back foot. They're not going to expect you to ask that question. And also they can't answer it because what is their problem? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because right. you're not breaking the law and that's what they're going to say. You're breaking the law. Right. So it just puts them on the back foot for a second, allows you to yes. take a breath. Okay. Yes. Now, But this is very important. You need to collect the contact details immediately. Do not enter into any discussion about the law. Yes. Just say, do not be distracted. They must provide you their name, their badge number, and their yep. insurance indemnity number yep. before you even talk to them. And the reason why is because if they don't, it can be reasonably assumed that they are impersonating a police officer. Oh, and that is, a criminal, that is a criminal offence. Wow. So you're getting their details yep. ready yeah. For the notice of public before we've gone anywhere near uh, an infringement notice. You've getting all their details ready to serve them. Wow. And that is your legal right. They have to produce it, right? Yeah. And then you say you are a corporate em- employee. Once you get the details, you say this. You are a corporate empo- employee. Your offer to contract is hereby declined. You are trespassing and you need to leave now. You've got the details. You need to say that three times. Okay. Three times, it's binding. Okay. That means you've got them for trespassing. Mm-hmm. Right? Number one, mm. you've got them for trespassing. You've got all their details and you can serve them. And when you serve them, they have to respond within 48 hours. And that's serving right? them personally. That's not QPS. That's, personal, that's Joe that's Smith. personal liability mm. to, the, to the actual police officer himself. And also, if you start legal proceedings, you can put a covenant over their finances. They won't be able to get a loan. They won't wow. be able to sell their house. They won't be able there's things that they won't be able to travel possibly. There's things they won't be able to do. Okay, because you've got a lawsuit against them. Wow. And you can put that in with your lawsuit. So it, yeah. it binds up their finances personally to the officers. And that really right? takes away the whole, well, I was just doing my job argument because, well, sorry, well, mate, well, you're going to be pushed back on personally, not QPS. This is you. You've That's got to powerful. fight fire with fire. And these people yeah. right here, they're just doing their job. They think they know something. They don't know the law. Yeah, we know if it goes to court that we win. You, the yeah. um, Earth Cafe is a perfect example of that. Yeah, yeah. we don't want it to go that far. And if you yes. play, if you do it this way, I think you're a lot of it won't even get that far because they realise that you're serious. You're serious. You know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And you've got you know you're just going to get once you start asking for their details and their insurance indemnity number, which they have to provide before they do anything. They know straight away that you mean business and you're ready, right? They know the next yeah. thing coming is going to be a is going to be a notice, yeah, right. And you know what? Once they've got notices up against them, the, the their supervisors and stuff say, "How can we get all these notices? You know what's going on? Oh, 
We might, yep. we might need to retrain you. We're not getting we're not getting the response we want. You're getting yep. notices. That means money. How much do you think it costs them to take one person to court? Thirty five thousand dollars. Wow. To take yeah. one person just to get them in the courthouse, right? Wow. Yeah. Thirty five thousand dollars. Do you really think they're going to do that to every business? Even if they write you a six thousand dollar fine, you really think it's worth it for them to spend thirty five thousand? And that's just for one. That's just for an hour or two in court. Wow. wow. Right? $35,000. Imagine how many businesses if they stood up, right? The whole court system would be clogged up for the next 20 years. So they don't want this to happen. They don't want no. people to know their rights. And, and this is actually going to really protect um, police officers that don't agree with what's happening, but they have mortgages and they have families to feed and, and they hate what they're doing, but they're doing it anyway okay. because they are being bullied just like small business owners. So this is a way that we can weed out the the bad apples. So the, the, the police officers that are really bullying, well, fine, we'll serve them. And the police officers that aren't bullying will be able to take those documents back to QPS and say, I'm sorry, I did my job, but they they bested me. Oh, well, never mind. And you're absolutely right that we will clog up the system. And from all the town hall meetings that I've attended over the last little while, everybody is standing up, but they just don't know what to do when they stand up. They're ready. Give me my proverbial gun, but teach me how to aim, you know, shoot, aim and fire to all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's really, really good. All right. so, So you have taken quite some time to put together these documents. And we've actually had a conversation, um, not just myself and Mario, but we've had a conversation with um, quite a few different um, business owners who have databases of their own, people who have done their own town hall meetings up and down the east coast of Australia. Um, And we've agreed that uh, this is a lot of value. It's potentially saving you a $6,000 fine, which is fine. But it's also going to save you um, potentially getting sued for discrimination, which is a lot, lot, lot more than $6,000. Now, we already also have business owners who are already getting targeted by the police and who have already received fines. And as True Blue Aussie mates, we need to help them. So what Mario and Fair Business Australia and the other business leaders up and down the east coast of Queensland have decided is that we are going to package up everything that Mario has said. We're going to take out all the little bits where you can add your own business details in so that it is completely done and dusted for you. You can fill it in in all of, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It's sorted. You can have a conversation with your staff and you're fine. And this is also a way that we can get some money in the legal kitty so that those people who are already having to fight fines don't have to fight alone. Because if we are going to really stand together, then we need to put our money where our mouth is. So we are going to offer this uh, legal info pack to you and 100%, 100% of all the money, all proceeds, not profit, all proceeds is going to go directly into the legal fund and is going to go to the business owners who have already reached out in distress and duress to Fair Business Australia because they've already been targeted by police and have already um, already received fines. Now, what you are going to get is you're going to get the info pack And if you would like, we will also send your details on to the um, business owners to let them know where the money's coming from so you guys can develop a sense of community for yourself. Uh, And if you would like to be listed on the um, Fair Business uh, Socials as having donated, then you are welcome to have that as well. 
Um, so I think that's about it. We've really gotten across what we wanted to get across today. Mario, is there anything else that you would like to leave people with? I mean, what do you see as a good Australia on the other side? What, what are you actually fighting for? Because I don't think we're going to go back to what we consider normal. There were a lot of issues around in Australia before we went through COVID. So what are you actually fighting for? What do you see as a good Australia well, in the future? I think, I think we need, we need a, a, um, a reform. We need to reform the human rights that are in, and make them in line with our constitution. Mm. And we need to, you know, we, we, of course, we need some rules, you know, mm. because we're a big society and we don't mm. want people to be harmed. Mm. But we need to come from the heart more. Mm. We need to give people enough credit that they've got some brains. They're not yep. all total fools. Yep. And that we can, united, we can. We are a democracy, so it should be what the majority of the people want, not what the, the, the small, the tiny rich people at the top, you know, the, the, we, not what they want for us. We're not right. cattle. We're not sheep. Right. We're not animals. Right. You know, we are human beings and we we love our family. Most people just want, and I've lived all over the world, most people just want good for their family. They want to be able to earn a living and yeah. they want to be healthy and live and live yeah. a, a life with their family that they can love. That's all they want. So most good. people are not racist. Most people are not nasty. Most mm. people are not, you know, uh, out to get anyone, you know. And they've tried to make it make this out. This this whole thing has been an attempt to split us down the middle, mm. right? And have us fighting yeah. each other. Because you know what? So long as we're fighting each other, our focus isn't on them, who are the ones right. bloody telling us what, telling us how to conform to their rules. Exactly. So we need a complete overhaul. We need a complete overhaul. Sure. So good. I love it. So good that there are so many people like yourself that are stepping up and uh, and I thank you for putting in the time, the blood, sweat and tears to actually get this info pack so that business owners all over Queensland and the rest of Australia can stand up for themselves and for their Aussie mates and we can get this sorted once and for all because we are the majority. We do outnumber them, gosh, 100, 1,000 to one. We just need to know what tools are we fighting with in this war. So finally, do you have anything um, that you would like to leave the listeners or the watchers with today, um, a marketing tip or a tip as to how to get through COVID or a life tip, anything that you'd like to share that you think would help them live a better life? Well, I think just, um, you know, we have to stand up for our rights and we have to stand together. So help each other, mm. you know, as much as you can yep. and, um, you know, Try and make the right decisions for you and your family. Um, be kind to your neighbours and help yeah. and help them. And we we are going to get through this. It, it is I can already see, you know, that the tower of these these people is starting to crumble um, yeah. because people people are woken up. Look at the marches all over the world. You know, I've got yes. family in Italy, and the marches are just incredible. Where millions of people marching every weekend. Right. So we, you know, the people have awoken. Let's just stay united, keep on fighting the good fight and um, hang in there, you know, but just don't forget to take a little bit of time out for yourself from time to time. 
Very, very, very good. Well, Mario from Casamia Ipswich, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. For those listening on podcast, you can go through to the website and you will see a link there where you can purchase your business pack. 100% of the proceeds uh, are going towards to people that are already fighting fines in court your Aussie brothers and sisters in small business. And uh, for those of you watching on video, the link will be in the description. And uh, please give generously. Uh, You can just buy the info pack, but you can also give a generous tip afterwards. So for those of you who have more funds to rub together at the end of this almost two years now, uh, please do give generously. You're not giving to Fair Business Australia. You are giving to your local small business brothers and sisters. All right, Mario, thank you so much again for your time. And uh, I look forward to coming out to Ipswich at some stage. It's not that far from where I live. Come come for a really good no. solid pasta or pizza or something like that. So what's what's the best dish at uh, Casamia? What's what's the favourite? Well, the, the Casamia is our it's a seafood scallopini. You can have chicken oh, or pork and it's king prawns, crab meat in a creamy garlic sauce, oh my white gosh. wine. And wow. it's, yeah, it's probably our most, the Casamia. Just ask for the Casamia. You can't go wow. wrong. Wow. Yeah. Well, folks, you heard it from uh, the mouth of the man himself. Get along to Casamia Ipswich, still operating, and uh, and you're fully booked for the next three months, aren't you? We are booked out. We've got, we're not booked out. I say we're booked out, but that means function wise. We've got right. functions on, but, yep. you know, we, there's always room for restaurant diners because we, awesome. we are, we can see 300 people. So, um, so there's always room for restaurant diners. So, so yeah, no more closures now. Is that right? You're not closing anymore? No, uh, we, 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 we're going to close a little bit over Christmas, but we always do. We're still mm. open for breakfast. Between Christmas and New Year's, it's a bit quiet So, because people go away. So we like to take a little bit of a break, give the yeah. staff a chance to catch up because yeah. they're, they're running ragged right now. Yeah. We had a you know a real cracker of an end to, to 2021. Mm. So I just want them to have a rest because I know next year is going to be big. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think to be honest, I think this is all going to die in the arse very soon. Yeah. And we won't, you know, and the, the whole system, you know, is going to, is things are going to change. We've got an election on next year and I, I really think it's going to be an optimistic, but right now we just need to, how to, we just need to hold the line, know how to defend ourselves and don't yeah. be afraid because, you know, we're all here to help each other. We will get through it. We will. So and good. you know, just because you've got a fine does not mean you're going to have to pay it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. I've been to court three times. Every single time I represented myself, every single time I won. All <laughs> right. So there you go. I'm not. I'm not saying that you know. I'm. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an expert. But you just, if you know, you need to. If you know what to do, you ask the right people. You get the right information. You can. You can beat them. So good at their own game because they don't. Most of them don't know what the real laws are. Mm, so good. Well, thank you so much. We'll look forward to uh, looking in on you in the, ne- in the next three months and see how everything's going for you at Casamia. So thank you so much again, Mario. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And, uh, yeah, we'll chat soon. Thank you. Ciao. See ya. Have you got an inspiring story to tell? Register your business now for your chance to be featured on our Fair Go podcast. Ready to lend a helping hand? That's great. You can chip in through the website. Remember, profit goes directly back into local small business. Together, we can rebuild this great Southland for ourselves and the next generation.
Go to fairbusinessaustralia.com.au.